Hello, welcome to this, what I believe is episode 32 of the Northern Invasion podcast. You have myself, Stu West, and today um, the the oldest of the old has not managed to manage to catch his boss. So we've got um, uh, Nathan, <laughs> no, for fuck's sake, <laughs> we've got Liam Watt. Hello. And Nathan Watson. No, I'm not having any of that. I want to be introduced before Liam. It's I Nathan demand Watt. A recount. Nathan Watt. <laughs> yeah, so there you Nathan go. Watts. Nathan Watts. So Mr. Smith may join us later if he can uh, if he can if he can catch the bus. If he can find um, the technology. So here we are. It's what is it? It's June, middle of June. And um well, let's just start with the, the hobby. So my hobby um there's not been much but i've got a lot of the contrast paint stuff which i i decided i wasn't going to do initially um but now i've managed to acquire the sprays and the the base coats that match them and various different contrast paints you realize you can't use them with your wet palettes too yeah well i've i've i'm i'm having two two um concurrent projects so i've decided to um uh to to build something specifically for meeting engagement um as well which we'll maybe come on to later but um so i'm going to be going that's not completely true actually you can use it with a wet palette you just need to pour loads and loads of the medium into your wet palette and then it's fine Uh, right okay i've I've bought some of the medium not sure how much medium that would be maybe (laughs) a couple of Couple of drugs pots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have the everlasting wet palette, which there you, go. you know, I everlasting mean, medium. Well. There you go. Everlasting contrast. Yeah, everlasting contrast. It's quite good. It seems all right. I've not fully got to grips with it yet, but I went and bought some um it's like Eric at the 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 Warhammer shop near us. He's like some kind of crack dealer at the moment because I keep going in every day and buying another couple of pots of paint and it's getting a bit ridiculous now. The other people in the shop are wondering what's going on. So I'm uh, today. I went in and bought some lead belcher, uh, the Gracia spray, and some of the orange contrast paint. So I keep going in and getting different ideas each day. And on my lunch break, I go for a wander down and and get my fix for the day. So they released the uh, the old bolt gun metal again, didn't they? But names yeah. are different. Uh, is is that in the in the what's it in the the base color pots? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've still got a few tubs of the old bolt gun, so I'm all right. But uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I did use it on some uh, some of the contrast paints over some uh, some. I have some spray primers from the army painter that I've been using for years, uh, so I had some things already primed up, um, and they were like a light brown, um, and I put some of the dark brown stuff on, and it didn't work very well. I think you really do need some. Uh, quite light underneath or something metallic so that's it for me for really for hobby i've I've bought loads of paint and and i'm quite looking forward to putting a few hours to side or getting a full hobby day when i can get one and building some stuff up and painting it but i have got absolutely zero painted for my slow grow and i'm looking at the date there and i've got 12 days to paint build paint 500 points and i'm supposed to have been doing this over the course of the last however many months so that i wasn't rushing it last minute and well there you go what about yourself liam painting endless spells at the moment more stuff for northern invasion 
endless, it's, endless. It's an oh. endless, yeah, endless painting table. Is but there a purple I, sun there? Is there a purple, there's no purple sun? sun. Oh. No, he's in. He's in a box. I'm just getting my uh, mesmerizing mirror. Have uh, you got a Ravenax gnashing jaws? I put the full set, but I've got them painted. Because that's the big news I was saying earlier in the points. Everybody's now seen the points and Ravenax gnashing jaws, which was by far the most overpointed uh, endless spell. I don't know. Uh, well, it's now only 30 points. Life's How much was it before? 40 points. What was it before? Was it about 60 before? 60. Um, if it was 68, then they've halved its points the same as they've halved the Purple Sun's points from 100 to 50. So yeah. by that, the Purple and Sun was the most sun. overpointed. Potentially. I still, I still think, uh, pardon me, Life Swarm is overpointed. I still think for 40 points, healing one model D3 or one unit D3 wounds is... About what, three models. What about well the as... poor, the poor malevolent maelstrom? It doesn't Is heal that... models, though, uh, Nathan. It doesn't bring back models. Oh, heals wounded things. Yeah, that's. If it did what you thought there, it's fine. But no, it doesn't heal models back. It just heals. What did you say, Sorry? The it's poor too... malevolent maelstrom. It's the only endless spell that's now ten points, because that's how sh- shit the malevolent maelstrom is. I think the malevolent maelstrom is great. It's actually it 10 points to give you a way to counter magic at the moment. I Yeah. It's pretty I, good because you, no, you throw it in. A, it's is. a free, it's an extra dispel, isn't it? It's biggest it's issue is it an extra dispel like... for as many enemy spells that are cast. So yeah. there's not one extra dispel. You throw it out there into an army that's casting 10 spells and all those wizards are within 12. You get uh, like 10, 10 dispels. Quick math. That's math. Quick math. The issue is is that it doesn't. The issue is it doesn't on a double six auto unbind. That's my biggest thing with it. I would quite like to. Why not? Because it's a ten point spell. It used to be twenty. Oh wow! (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Used to be twenty points. I didn't quite appreciate the threat range of it. Like it's set up wholly within eighteen, and then it moves eight, and then any spells cast within twelve of it, you get to make an additional unbind. I used it once at Heat 2 and it killed half my army though, so I've got a bit of a <laughs> contentious relationship with the Maelstrom. And and what's it cost to cast? Is it a 6? It's a 7. So seven. it's quite hard to get rid of as well. Yeah. Like, you need to roll that 8. Definitely but I did notice the one Arcane. Now, yes, Arcane. Arcane. gives you plus 1 to dispel. So. It does. So we'll we'll maybe come on to that and the, the changes in the handbook in a moment. So that'd be good. So yeah, there you go. Arcane uh, always gave you plus one to the dispel. No, it didn't. No, plus it's just yeah. cast. Now it's oh, the plus one to oh, sorry, I'm um, yeah. endless spells. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so there has been points changes on endless spells, but you're uh, you're doing this for Northern Invasion to supplement which army? He doesn't me. Who does he know? Who you, does who he know? The... <laughs> They're asking me. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, spells well yeah, which one my mesmerizing mirror is going into i think it's no, no. Army that can go in <laughs> well yeah so are you are you what else are you painting then which other endless spells uh no that's it are you painting the boatman no you done him yet? i'm no. not buying them no. i'll buy them when they're on ebay for like a fiver you can paint no, mine, i don't borrow it if you want i don't i i <laughs> i still think Lo- uh Lochlet, whatever his name is Locon. i don't i just Loch- think he's a better lock on Lock on. Uh, I just don't. I don't think he's a fun model to play with. I don't think it's a really 
It's literally oh. a gimmick that have we had the Forbidden Paradise figure? No. You'll yeah. have to what's you'll have to remind me as well later. Um that I need to put that as one of the FAQs and the comps in my pack for Northern Invasion that you can't move after after Lochon's took you for Why? a ride. Because because I'm I'm that's how I roll. I don't know why it's not had its FAQ yet, though. Like the, it's not the book. Two weeks. Are you sure? I thought this weekend just gone was its second week. Or is it this weekend it. coming? They're, they're, so, they're, they're unfortunately inconsistent of what day they classify as its release day now, isn't it? Normally it's the Monday to them because the FAQs always come out on like a Monday night or a Tuesday. If you've noticed lately, like Slanesh did last time, it was a Tuesday night. They should put them out on a Friday night as they're all I going think home, they'd be better and then just let wait. the internet rage for the weekend. For the whole weekend, yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I feel sorry for then Timmy, the like apprentice on the sure. Saturday morning that's on the media channel that's getting absolutely <laughs> bounded with messages. Poor Timmy. Poor Timmy, but Timmy. at the same time, you, you just know that he's he's in work half cut, not giving a fuck, right? <laughs> Timmy the intern, he's like Timmy oh. the intern, yeah. He's hang, he's, he's hanging at his arse, looking at all these uh, social media, all these nerd warriors raging about points on a toy, and he's like, ah, oh, give us another beer. Maybe they'll start selling barbecues, or like, yeah, a very good idea. GW, get on it. Perspective barbecues. Yep. Anybody, everybody's painting up the maelstrom this week anyway what about you then Mr Watson what's on your paint table uh, uh. Lo- loads of spells I'm actually standing here footering with my purple sun I built this morning oh. um, what colour are you painting it uh, bright green <laughs> because <is>. why not <laughs> paint it like skin colour that's what I would do no massive testicle that's scary <laughs> Probably to just like put PVA glue on and just shave a bunch of pubes onto it. <laughs> we could do maybe half yours, half mine, and then it's oh, like oh, all that's oh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What, what, what chat's this? <laughs> this isn't appropriate. I'm gonna American pie the wedding, my purple son. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I've been under spraying uh, rats today. I got my airbrush picked up from the so, post office. So can you um can you explain to our listeners what underspraying is? All oh, right, okay. So it's like a kind of opposite of uh, zenithal. So a zenithal highlights where you spray from like the point, the highest point on the model. Um, whereas underspray, I've kind of sprayed all the model with Halford's grey, and then I'm just basically, as it sounds, just using the airbrush to spray underneath the model to create some kind of more natural looking shadows before I go to dry brush and put the glaze on top of the model for my grayscale, just to make it look a bit more sharp instead of just letting the the wash do all the shading, just getting in there with the airbrush and doing a little bit of shading first. I also did it on the the knot holes, got the airbrush and sprayed black into all the, the cracks on the knot holes to make them a bit more sort of drastic shadows if i'm gonna be doing this grayscale army i might as well try and put a bit more effort in instead of just spray it gray and put a wash on it uh, make it look a bit more striking at the table so yeah it's all looking pretty cool um i'll maybe start dry brushing that tomorrow or something have you bought any of the series d brushes from um 
Artis Opus. Can't get them yet. I think uh, they had Kickstarter for November, wasn't it? And I'm not a a pro painter, so I never got offered one. You've missed a trick, guys. The the Scottish scene. Listen, (laughs) listening. You're missing a whole country. I bought a whole bunch of makeup brushes, though. Um, like a couple of different ones. I couldn't find the ones that I normally use from Superdrug, so I, I think I got some from Premark. I got some from Body Shop and stuff like that, and I'm just going to try them out and see if I can find one that works. But yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. That and uh, building more spells. I got the Grave Tide built, and I got the Purple Sun built, because I don't know what's going to happen with the army that I've got just yet. Oh, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Um, I'm going to read out the en- each endless spell and give you a points, and then you two can tell me if that's good value or not. Here you go. Look yeah. at this. This is me. So, the Aethervoid Pendulum, fifty higher points. Than a, I'd say higher than a two. It's still, is, still this like, is this like higher or lower from? No, 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 no. Is it? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it gash or good? Yeah, what is good. it? Still good. Good. I think it's it's, it's borderline good. beyond sixty. Like if it yeah. was seventy, it would probably be too expensive. But whenever it's sixty or less, I think it's good. I mm-hmm. think good it's good for the models that are taking it still at the moment. Yeah, because like, again, it's going to be in change host, and it's going to be still in Skaven. Skaven. As and, long as we're uh, lucky, I, think, I think more people should take it. Like I took yeah. Quicksilver Swords to Six Nations to try and deal with Marathi, and for the most part, it did work. Like it was good. Mm. Um. Pendulum's even there. Pendulum's way better at it. It's like D6 down the line. You have to shout Kablamo. Kablamo? Yeah, Yeah, you have to shout that every time you cast it. I don't. I always like like a Bond villain where I'm telling them all my plans (laughs) and then they can't stop it because it's just going to come and like strike them over. Well, that's why I started doing it Cry Havoc with Shackles. I'm going to put this around your stone horn. You won't be able to move, then rolled a double one to cast it. It's like, no! (laughs) It's like the perfect Bond villain example there. (laughs) Okay. Balewind Vortex. 40 points. Oh, good. Bargain. It's really good. The Burning Head. 30 points. Bargain. I, well, what do you, think, do you think we'll see it again? What's the range like, on the burning head? This is what I wanted to look at because I might holy within six, holy within three cast, and then units holy within six get to reroll ones to hit. What's the range of it though to move? It moves eight, I think. See, it's still not enough. Like, I'm thinking about range for actually doing a bit of damage with it, seeing as well, we'll come on to it, but Geminid's going up so. But no, I, I don't know. Yeah, just I think, a second. I think just a second. Yeah, go on, yeah, get it, moves, it out. It moves nine. So it's what, 12 inch threat range? Well, less, because you need to move over, I presume. No. Uh, no, you have to be within range. After this model has moved each uh, uh, unit that a model's passed over, and each unit that is within one inch when it ends its move suffers D3 models. Reroll hit rolls of one for attacks for, made by units wholly within nine inches. So it's if un- the... just under 13 inch threat range then for damage. Yeah, so good. But that's a good number for you, is it not? No, you'd think so, but no. <laughs> the one time I used my uh, roll 3d6 for my grace year, I killed myself, rolled a 30. Yeah, but I haven't <laughs> that. <laughs> so, not done it since. Okay, here we go. Chronomatic Cogs, 80 points. This is why Bailwind's better value, in my opinion, now. Yeah. So Bailwind's Cogs... is... Bail doing half of this model's effect. 
But mm-hmm. now, rather than giving you reroll saves, it gives you plus one save and gives you an extra spell. While yeah. the other side plus two, plus two to plus two to move and plus two to run. Uh, charge, sorry, was good for a turn. But then your opponent gets a turn, and it's all of a sudden bad. And if yeah. they then get the double turn, it's still on. Yeah. And so I'm it. looking at it for the Skaven list. What save do you think a Gracier has? Plus five, yeah. It's a five plus save, man. Nice. <laughs> so that would be a four plus on the Bailwind, and you get the extra spell. Yeah. Like it's... And if it's a Bailwind on cover, it'd be a three plus. And he's got Scatterleap and stuff, so. Jeez. It's pretty cool. Dirty. Okay. Dirty. 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 Emerald Life Spawn, 50 crap. points. Crap in a crap bag. Crap what in a crap is... bag. Yeah. Emerald Life Spawn. It's like Swarm. Swarm. It needs to drop yeah. 10 more points. For 30, I would pay it to heal because it's quite good in Slanesh. It's, it's 50, it's 50 though. 50. i rip off. <laughs> yeah. Gash. Okay. Geminids, 60 points. Still a place for it. Would you yeah. agree, Liam? I still in, think it's a place for it, but... yeah, In realms, yes. Without realms, no. Even without realms, armies I that know. rely I, on I, negatives I, to hit are still going to make a... They're still going to get use out of it. Oh, yes. If you already have a built-in minus one to hit in your army already, yes. If not, there's no point. Okay. Now some of these. Here we go. I don't even know what this one does. You've got your app open, no doubt, Liam. Horrorgast. 60 points. Horror. Is, is that, that the, Nagash the Nagash's shouting head? Yeah, I think yes. it is. So that's not going to change. That's I quite like it. Uh, so subtracts one from your bravery if you're within 12, two if you're within six. Uh it's just quite a nice. Does it do damage? No, no. It's good for the Legion of Grief or Legion of uh, Blood, I suppose, for the bravery bomb. It's actually no. It's quite nice in Slanesh as well because we've got quite a few like spells that base off of bravery as well. Oh, okay, it's good if you've got Terra Geists. The problem with the Death ones <laughs> is they all get better in the realm of Death, which also by chance has like maybe the second best choices mm-hmm. of spells if, when you play in realms. So it's yeah. quite a. Uh, yeah. Okay. Lock on the Soul Stealer. Soul Seeker, sorry. 60 points. Bargain. Bargain. Until it gets FAQ'd. Still yeah. really good, even once it gets FAQ'd, just not anywhere near as good. Okay. It, it makes you take cogs, doesn't it? Let's be honest, Nathan. It makes you take cogs then. Which oh, then you've got built in pluses to charge, like what Plague Monks have already got plus one. Iron Jaws. Um, Iron Jaws have got plus two, plus three if it's hard boys, and they can move. Oh no, because oh no, because they can it. move after it. They just I, you just go with your big block of fifteen brutes, and then you kill one of them. They're fourteen. Then you do your d six move, and then you charge. It mm-hmm. saves it. It allows you to do it with two units with the new spell as well. It's also easier to cast. It's a cast of six. Mm. But again, I think being in the realm of death, moving eighteen instead of twelve is just mental. To make the most out of the move of it, though, you're probably going to end up in unbind range in some way or other. But yeah, nah. no, well, no, because you get a move after at the moment. So Iron Jaws move, then your normal move. Or well, you can spend a command point to move and then do your move. Mm-hmm. I meant the lock on the lock on. What's twelve inches, and then they get to move after it. So you're probably well, going to be. You set up within three inches and then move, as long as you're not within nine. The enemy. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, but a lot of the missions now will be amazing because it's pretty much giving units that can't fly the ability to jump over things. Yeah, still sixty points, but fair play. There's going to be some 
point he's, swimming he's, around. He's the new cogs. That's what he is. He's he's the new cogs to movement. If you think about that, of what cogs does to you. Except again, he kills the army stuff. You're not going to want to use him on elite stuff throughout no, the game. But you're going to you're going to put him you're going to put him in death. You're going to put him in de- uh, demons because they can all heal or summon off of themselves. Uh, Stormcast probably don't mind. Really? Because again, if you're still Hammer Sigmar, you still have the ability to come back if you wanted to. That's why I would have loved to see Roll for Turn Order come into the book, just to see people deploy. Yeah, in a way, the gap, and then you just cast Geminids and throw it into the middle so that they can't put their stupid boat down where they want to to teleport their 40 (laughs) monks across the table. Yeah. Mm, Okay, moving on. The Malevolent Maelstrom, 10 points. Surely it's, nobody is going to leave not, one without this. I wouldn't say it's a bargain. No, I would still prefer the Triumph. Well, I mean, yeah. Then you're a psychopath, Liam. Ten, on, if I ten had points. a mage for 10 points, I mean, that's just... The issue madness. is if it comes back on you. Yeah. But, but that's what I was saying. It's set up wholly within 18, then it moves 8. So it's going to be 14 inches away from you in, or from the caster before they've moved in order to affect them with their dispels. So even if you move forward, what, seven inches after casting it, you're not going to, there's no way it can come back on you if you lose the, if you win the priority and they move it first. Because it's a 12, it's a 12 inch. No, but I'm just saying, like if you... Most most armies, but even your (laughs) army, wizards, aren't going to be that far away because a lot of your damage spells... My wizards never left deployment all weekend. (laughs) That's how you lost. Oh, come on. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that, because I've, I've not heard yet about this event, yeah. so you can tell me all about it later. Okay, let's move on. The Prismatic Palisade. Still staying the same, 30 points. Bargain. I like it. I think it's a really good spell. I used it a lot um, at Cry Havoc. I think the it's only, only downside is it's casting value of 5, yeah. yeah. It's, I was going to say, it's the only thing that's a bad thing for it. On a 5-plus, anything at the start of each turn within 6 inches is minus 1 to hit as well. So mm. it's pretty cool. Big bubble as well for a nine inch was about six inches wide, isn't it? Really? Yeah, just less than six inches wide, yeah. yeah. So it's like an eighteen inch bubble almost. The purple sun. Fifty points. Orgasmic. So good. Mm-hmm. It's a bargain if you have points for it in your army, but I wouldn't be building your army around it because a lot of armies don't have wizards that can still easily cast it, because it is on an eight. You won't you won't see it as much as people are talking because it is cast on an eight. It's too yeah. hard to get off. But it's the armies that are really well. Good, the armies that are really good at magic already will. Like what is well, it set up wholly within six? six? And then it moves eight? Uh nine. Does it move nine? Mm, it's not really that much of a threat range. But it is one of the only sort of useful tools that you can take into fire slayers currently just because you can't kill those models with damage you just need to remove models so <laughs> then they just four plus it and yeah right but they can't get rid of it which is the big thing yeah that's probably the biggest thing it's also actually i think it's better for a blocker well that's it it's a big then people don't people don't want to walk around it because you're just going to then tap them and uh as long as you go four and a half inches and back you're going to be able to hopefully hit two units or something, and then it's it's the like you say it's rolling the sixes and taking five wound heroes off is going to be the big thing. I'm thinking this instead of Geminids and Malist, and just yeah. like teleport the Gracier forward, roll three dice, 
hope that you roll higher than eight and just <laughs> toss it forward. Yes. Big purple, hairy testicle in their face. Yeah. And if they get one out as well, oh, oh, yeah. there are plums on the table. It's oh, looking nice. good. So anyway, I'm reading through these and I'm thinking, we're in a good place. I like endless spells. At first, when they first came out, everybody was a bit, mm. But now, I mean, they they're expanding. You've got faction specific. We've got a good list here. So I think the I think the armies for that can play them well have just had their points cut to a level where it's more favourable for them. Like Zinch, I think is going to be a dominant force again. Zinch demons will definitely be a dominant force when they take like what six plus endless spells. Nathan Skaven can do it at the moment. I don't know, obviously, what will happen after the FAQ. You can't for your face roll that army though. You just can't. It's not a face roll army. Like we, we no. like the look of it because you can see the strength there if everything goes well. I, I like I the list because it's see it in our scene unless I John like Bayless does it. I like the list because you it requires good play. It's not like you say it's a tricky army. JB JP could play it. And even even then it'll still get run over by some stuff. Regarding no, no matter how many horrors you put on the table, yeah. you'll still get run over by some armies. Like it's good into the meta where stuff doesn't fly, but like I, I still think Deepkin could give it a run. Like they move that fast. <laughs> like you're gonna need to do some pretty crazy shapes with horrors to stop them getting into what you don't want them to hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you only move so far. Well, moving on. On the board, so. Mo- moving on, we have the, qui- the quick silver swords, thirty points. Still oh. good. I I was sad to see this go up because uh, I didn't see it get much play. I don't understand. Are you with me, Nathan? Other than me in the scene, I don't think anyone else has played it. Nobody was really playing uh, spells though. Like I played it quite a bit in practice games leading up to Six Nations, then took it to Six Nations as well. Um, I think it's, I think a, it's great a great spell. spell. Yeah. yeah, a lot of folks fear it coming back at them, but I'm like, it's amazing that. Well, it's not good if you play chaos. If you play chaos and it comes back at you, well, as you a, get a, you, it's no yeah. no detriment to you to lose wounds on your heroes because you just get some of them points back anyway. But Even Z, but Zinj don't care, and death then don't care. death don't death, care. I never death, cared about it. Death's different because you're not. It's not on five pluses. So five uh, plus that's moral I mean. wins against uh, chaos. Nurgle yeah. don't really care because they're fi- they're again ignoring the third of the damage. It's just uh, the other stuff like Skaven don't really like it coming back at them. Again, the models that will be casting it are the the big girl, uh, the big guys, the yeah. vermin lords. Because my list doesn't mind it so much when it's coming back on the vermin lords. It's when it comes back on things like clan rats and you start yeah, and you, take off, rats, you take off like seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, that's a good spell. Right. Open the app. Open the app. Let's hear it for Ravenac gnashing jaws. I've only it's ever still... seen this on the table once. I remember Eric Again, took it to Northern Castle Invasion. He took it. Yeah. He got it on the table once. Now, uh, it's only 30 uh, points now. So Grand come on, tell, just... tell us what the jaws do. Come on. So uh, it's after it's it, moved, yeah. any unit within an inch at the end of its move or that is moved over suffers D3 mortal wounds in addition subtract one from the bravery characteristic of each unit until the end of the battle or battle round. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd, I hadn't I'm scrolled done. down. I was like, what? <laughs> no, and how much still... does it cost to cast? Is it an eight? It's an eight. eight. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's The problem is, is it's another warp lightning vortex where, because it's on an eight, it's like so hard to get rid of for people. It's hard for them to cast, though. Um, Not really. 
Not the armies that will be cast in it. A seven is still, uh, if it was cast on a seven, it's still hard to get rid of a spell that's cast mm. on a seven. I, I don't know why they couldn't have just had it as a seven instead of an eight. It's the right. same with it, but then that's the same thing we've all said about Lightning Vortex. Again, I think Purple Sun will be the same issue for some people where they have like one wizard that can try and get rid of it and they just won't roll the natural nine and it'll just, rot, like you say, it'll just rubble stomp through their entire army. 20 sequiturs getting taken off in in droves because you're just stupidly rolling like out of 20 of them, you're rolling like six sixes and just taking them off. Yeah. Okay. Right. Here we go. You're going to have to tell me what this one does because I've not read it. The Shards of Valagar. 40 it's points. Great. It's great for 40 points. What's mm. it do? It's a jankier version of Shackles. Okay. So you set one of them wholly within six, then the other one wholly within 12 of that one, and then you draw a line between the two, and if any unit that that line crosses over take is half move. Um, and then at the start of each battle round, like between turns... The person controlling it, like whoever decides to move it, gets to move one of them. They're minus one to hit as well. Minus yeah. one to hit as well, yeah. yeah. But it's just, it's it seemed like in, on paper, or like in my head, it seems like it would be quite hard to get it off. And it's cast on a five, so you can get rid of it quite easy as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. More, you like ju- it. it's more it's you're just bad. using it. You're just using it to, again, it's... It's comboed, like you say, with Geminids or something that already has a minus one to build in their army where they just do it for the turn and they make you minus one to hit, which is the big thing. It's not bad in the sense that Shackles is now 40 points as well, but... I think it's more the size of the bases. It's because, again, it's... We're talking about this endless spell list that will block people in more than it will... Because, again, most armies don't have more than three casters, and most people need those three casters to do their own spells rather than having to unbind endless spells. And if you still get blocked in and you don't have fly or anything, you're just going to be stuck behind like a purple sun that's sideways, two of these that are sideways, and a palisade or a suffocating grave tide. And that's easily, what, eight? That's like 12 to 16 inches wide if there's enough space for bases. It's mm. crazy. Okay, so the Soul Screen Bridge, 80 points. Is it that good? I think it's expensive for 80 points. I yeah. obviously know that it doesn't kill things like what the boat does, uh, and you can't move afterwards. I think... What's it, it cast on? A six. Mm. It is like a, a, a... Cast on a six, it seems like a fairly consistent method of moving a unit. So what does it? How does it work? Because I saw mine. I didn't even read the war scroll. I just thought I'm going to convert that into a piece st- of ter- terrain. At the start of your movement phase, friendly units wholly within six can go from one to another. Uh, if you do so, remove that unit from one end and then set up wholly within six of the other. More than nine from enemy, you cannot move so this. The first list. ones set up wholly within six of the caster, and then the next ones wholly within twelve of the first bridge. And Unless then if it's the a realm, realm of death, death it's twelve and twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. it subtracts one from the bravery characteristic of units while they're within six of it as well. So it's going to be debuffing the unit that you're moving as well, unless no. you're death. Bravery just is a dependent foe in this game at the moment. Like we've still, we obviously thought that unless the FAQ will change it, that maybe immune battleshock will cost more than one CP uh, or something. But it's okay. yes, yeah, eighty points is a lot. I think for that, only twelve inches. Hmm. 
It's okay. not 12 inches, it's 6 inches from one side to 6 inches the other side, so it is quite a big, because they yeah. are big bases as well. They are like 120 ovals, aren't they? All right, okay. I just saw it as scenery when I looked at it. I didn't even think I'm going to play with that. <laughs> okay. I just, I, I think it should be maybe, it should maybe be 60 and Lachlan should be the thing that was 80, just mm. because his ability allows you to move afterwards, but... Well, when we get our next little booklet, I'm lo- I'm loving this little points book, by the way. It's a shame that half of it's going to need me to print out stuff and stick it on. But anyway, uh, Soul, Sh- Soul Snare Shackles, 40 points, doubled in price, hasn't it? It's just because you saw everybody taking it. Like, it was yeah. one of the most common spells. And by putting up to 40 points... With the other points increases that Skaven are going to see, I reckon that you'll probably see the end of the oh. Vortex and Shackles combo. It's just not worth it. Like, if the Vortex goes up and then Shackles is There's no up, way that the Vortex can go over 100 points. It might do. You might no. see 100. If they're not going to FAQ it to stop it going no. off twice in the same turn. No, no Vortex. No endless spell can go over 100 points. It's a glass ceiling. Probably. It's a glass ceiling, folks. <laughs> but, but I think how you do make, you break you, you break glass ceilings? You've got to. That's, how, that's what happens. Fight, fight the power. Okay. I, suffer, some suffer. endless spell should be free. That's what we want next, isn't it? Endless well, spells maybe. are just free. Yeah. Yeah, they should come free with a formation. Anyway, suffocating grave tide, twenty points. That seems a bargain for such a big base. Um. Yeah, it's just it's, Short range. it's hard to place. Like yeah. I'm sitting here, but I've got it on my desk, right? And you've got to set it up wholly within three, mm-hmm. four, wholly within four. Yeah, good. It's basically because I've got a three inch. Base. Yeah, I've got a three inch movement, uh, a three inch combat gauge here. It is literally just under four inches. Yeah, to set it's it got up. a touchy base. It's it's pretty much base to base with the caster, and then it rolls. Is it six or eight inches? Yeah, uh, eight inches move. Yeah, yeah I I've... reckon if you had a twenty-five mil base caster, don't know if there's any out there. It would actually be impossible to place it. Twenty-five mil base caster. Yeah, because I'm just looking. Yeah, obviously, there's, you're going, there's, there's one thirty-two that four-inch yeah. circle is bigger than what it would be on a twenty-five. Yeah, I'm just looking at it with this three-inch gauge. I reckon it's impossible to place it if you've got. I don't think there is any twenty-five mil base casters. I think they're all on thirty. There is spellweaver. Spellweaver on 25? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Holy she can't it. cast that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it's um I think it's 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 good in the sense that it's a big base, but I just uh I just think it's a little bit crap. <laughs> <laughs> I use mine to carry ghouls. <laughs> what, like upside down? Just yeah, yeah. It's, it's it. I, I painted it. Uh, last year's <laughs> Six Nations, because Liam told me we really need a grave type painting for Keth. So me, Muckins here, after painting all my shit, sat there and painted it for two nights. Painted it up, and the wife was saying, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you painting now?" And I'm like, "Oh, I've got to get it done for the team. Got it all done." And then, "Oh no, he's not needing it now." I'm like, "Oh great, my fault." <laughs> so now I have this pouch. So I have it upturned with forty ghouls sat in it, <laughs> like mounded, and it, it sits in the corner of one of my boxes. Uh, for if I ever feel that I need to dirty myself up and play feck. Or if you ever want to comp yourself and play with the Grave Tide. Well, maybe, yeah. I think you. I definitely still see it in the change house for me. Yeah, no, if you ask, if you ask Mick yeah. Wendell or Lee Martin, it's overpowered. 
because it single-handedly <laughs> cost Lee that game, I think. But I, I don't know. Like you'll 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 definitely see it, but I don't I don't know if it's and uh, isn't it an obstacle, uh, and it makes you minus one to your bravery. Uh, you I can't, don't know you can't climb over any. Uh, endless no, path. it's an obstacle in the sense that if it's you're that, closer you, to it, then yeah, you're in. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, it's like a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a plus one save if you're within a certain range of it. Yeah. And it's also minus one to bravery. Is that right? Yeah, but then you just you're if you're using it to def- like to block shooting, and then you win the priority, and your opponent just moves it over you, you take damage. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it's why don't it's you just stupid. take palisades for ten points more? Yeah, or both. It's a big wall. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so final one. Here we go. The Umbral Spell Portal, seventy points. If you needed, I've dropped this from spell my list portal. because like of if, it. If you needed the spell portal before, you'll pay an extra ten points for it. I don't think you will. No, well, if if you need if you need the spell portal to do something, right? If your list revolves around the spell portal doing something, and ten points difference is going to make you change your mind, then you didn't need it to do something. You like have if never I'm relied on it anyway before. That was the argument. The idea of I think the armies that it was in have had also point increases on those characters. Right. Examples, Nagash. Does, Nagash. does Nagash not take it now? Is that what you're saying? So you take I, a it, casting wizard. No, but Naga- Nagash is now the Nagash yeah. is now taking rather than Nagash getting a fifty point hike, he's taking a sixty point hike. But he's also taking a necromancer hike, which is twenty points. So straight off the bat, he's getting a what eighty point increase. Yeah, he's not it's really fair on him. Guests. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. all his all his Morgasts have come down and so have his great yeah. No, they haven't. Arkan didn't come down. No, Morgasts. No, no, it's Morgasts. Morgasts. Not the Mortarks. The Morgasts have come down. Yeah, but they're still terrible. They're not. They're not. They're good. They are quality. Terrible. They're quality. They're not quality. Oh, they are. You're just I'll looking at you. it in the sense that you played a broken list with Grim Gas Reapers that were way underpointed, and uh, you can't see it as being as good. They're not broken. They were so just talking about have, talking about this. Bad. Then now we've been discussing this. Now excuse our naivety, but the way that we've looked at this book. And it comes out, and this has probably been discussed on WhatsApp and all these these youth platforms. People older yeah. than you on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. They don't know what they're doing, though. They're just pretending just to be cool. Right, listen. <laughs> right, so, Legions of Nagash. I'm looking at the list, yeah? And I can see the changes, and I can see I can still take Spirit Hosts. I can still take Hex Rates. I can still take uh, Banshees and Cairn Race, like you always could. But there's no grim gas in there and stuff. So are we right in thinking in our little corner of the world that now, um, if you wanted to take grim gas and stuff, they have to come either as Legion of Grief no. or as Wrong. allies. FAQ it's... still exists for Soul Wars. What? It's the yeah. FAQ from Soul Wars that always made this. This uh, that FAQ should just go away. That's it should go away because it's a nonsense. Because we've got but now then they a new never list here. The points of Grimgast, then. Yeah, but we've got a list here now of the legions of Nagash units, and mm. it, they're clearly not in there. Clearly. They were never in there before. They well, were they never on it. They're not in this book. So but what happened the with the Soul Wars was you got that little handout, didn't you, that said these yeah. units can be used in Legions and the Gash because the Night Hunt yeah. book wasn't out yet when it came out. Yeah, but it's just wank. They need to withdraw it. <laughs> it's not wank. Here's the mission. Here is my mission statement to games. I, I very, very rarely 
criticise or have anything negative to say. But this is wank. It needs pulling out, and people right. need to get come to terms with the fact that either take Legion of Grief to take your night on stuff, or take right. night on, or it's an ally. We're getting an updated FAQ in it, what, two and a half weeks. But it, it's, it's clearly clear. in the FAQ currently, and we've not had an we've not had an FAQ since December. Yeah. But if yeah. they want, where they where they added the other Garden Mortal Garden of Souls. Yeah, but if they wanted all that to be part of it, surely it'd be in this list now for Legions of the Gash. No, because it's no, because they're in the Night Haunts book. They don't have War Scrolls. The, this is how you get points in that section. You have your War Scroll in that book. That is how that works. So your War Scrolls are in that book. That's why Spirit Hosts and that are still there. But Spirit Hosts and that still have a war scroll in the night home book and they will be in the night home list that's why i still agree with Stu, and i think that it should just be removed but they've not had an opportunity to remove it yet because it's in an faq it's in a living document let's hope they saw it because they updated their points i don't mind i think that the grim gas went up because even in legions even in night haunt they were still pretty clearly one of the best units that you could take like you you were seeing people just spam them like i know that there was some people taking blade what guests, were they before because but... they won 60 now 140 were they 140 and yeah. 140 of them yeah 140 and 360 was their draw all ah, right so they won 60 and 420 now my my list that i've won the two events this year with is now two 120 shows shows us something that liam <laughs> it doesn't it shows but look at nagash now do you know how I, much I, my Legion of Night is? My Legion of Night down. list is oh, it's way down. It's way down. What's your mixed death list? My mixed death list. Well, who we cares? Can't, we can't give that because obviously <laughs> Gristle Gore's uh, well, text not updated yet, mm. so it doesn't care. No. Did the Arcan went up? Come down. Happy that Arcan went up. Arcan, I thought he should have gone up to. I I would have put him at three fifty. But I Why? would have also I would have also put Manfred and Nefrata at three fifty. Why? Uh, because I like round numbers. But they and should I... be three hundred. If you want to go anywhere, they should be three hundred. Compare them to Vermin Lords; they're nowhere the same power. Yeah, but Vermin Lords will be three eighty as well. <laughs> You're dreaming. You're honestly dreaming. <laughs> I just worked out my uh, masters list from last year is now two thousand and eighty points. There you go. Let's see. So it's 80 points up. It's not as much as I thought it would be, especially seeing the Soul Scrows on the 120 points. Yeah. Well, but again, they... Canter and the Comet didn't change. Because obviously, I think a lot of folks thought the Comet would come down. Yeah, I thought it would come down a little bit. Maybe to 90 or 80. Okay, so we've touched there on some of the changes. There's all even sorts my... of strange changes, you know. Even my Death March list has went up in points that Did I played you know... last year. Do you know what I find particularly offensive? You, the Dreadmaw. The Dreadmaw is now in the book. And the yeah. Dreadmaw remains 460 points. So it should. It's bullshit. So it, should. It's... it should just not be in the game. Just don't I'll play with what. it. I hate no, Forge. Right. But... right. 460 points. 460. But look at everything else on that list. I can't mind. Dragon's only 440. Like, if a Vermin Lord Warps here is 260 points, then that thing should be at least 500 points. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Come like, on. What's, its, what's yeah. its save? It's got like a four up against Mortal Winds or something? Not anymore. Five up. 
Yeah, but it oh. did have it, so it's pain reparations. It might be a four up actually, but it doesn't get the three plus four plus anymore. It That's used to get its normal save, and then it got a shrug afterwards. But now it only gets the shrug against mortal wounds. It's weak. As as should a lot of models just have a mortal wound shrug, not a wound and mortal wound shrug. A dread sorry. A dread saurian is forty points less than a dread maw. Yeah, but they're crap. Dread maws are awesome. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, do you know how much a chaos war mammoth is? Three hundred twenty. Oh, why not? It did go up at least. It used to be 280. A Mongol is 280. Yeah, but it's terrible. They're not that good anymore, are they? Yeah, they don't Anyway, Anyway, I've I've been loving reading through the nice little new book. It makes me smile. So anyway, there you go. There's our hobby. Have we had your hobby? We have had your hobby, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so news. I think the news is the main thing. It's just the handbook, isn't it? So we've got a nice shiny new handbook this week. How do uh, we have hold of that already, Stu? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think that you can get them get them online, and there's images all over the place. Just, just go to Gorilla Miniatures on YouTube. And yeah, just watch Gorilla Miniatures, or listen to listen to other podcasts who've already had it and leaked pictures and things like that. We we wouldn't. We're not in with the in crowd, so we don't get such early access or anything like that. But anyway, we know what's in the book, so. The book itself is I I was initially offended, and and um I didn't really didn't really like it that much, but it has grown on me as I've absorbed all the different bits. Um, so we'll maybe just I'll just give a quick overview of its contents, and then we'll focus a little bit on the match play section, which is what we deal with mainly. Um, we'll look at the the changes to the match play rules and maybe the changes to the battle plans and then have a quick look at um, meeting engagement because I think that's the big positive that everybody's looking looking at at the moment. So in terms of the, the contents, um, again, there's a, a section on open play. It's pretty good because there's a... There's, one thing I've liked out of this is there's now an open war army generator. So it's a bit like the old points thing from 40k, I think. But you can you can roll dice or you can draw cards. Um, and then you choose an army from your collection based on what you draw. So it's it's quite loose. I'm going to definitely do it with the kids. Um, there's stuff on open war terrain. Uh, there's a close quarters battle generator because there is a shift a bit like the ma- the meeting engagement towards this three foot by four foot table, um, which is unfortunate for me because I've got loads of three foot by three foot and four foot by four foot sort of mats and things um, that I've gathered over the years. Uh, but I don't have anything that's three by four. Um, so maybe I'll have to look into that. You get the cardboard ones, the ones that came with the ruins. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a weird size. That one, that's a it's a lot bigger than three foot by four foot. It's like just short of. I think it's close to five foot long, and it's uh, it's over. But there's four boards there, like because they they kind of like sit together. You don't have to use them all. No, it's one board that just folds out. Oh, is it not like the kill team one? No. Mm. Oh well. So yeah, we've got that, and then there's the close quarters battle generator, which is really good. That's like, uh, again, it's it's um, a bit like the old the old um, 
the open war card where it's got different deployment maps, uh, different twists and objectives and sudden death things. It's good. There's a really meaty section on um, narrative play, um, which includes uh, arcane objectives, uh, regiments of renown, which is pretty good so that you can give special abilities to your different units. Um, there's there's a few battle plans in there set in Elixir, which is a, a city. There's raids and ambushes again. Um, there's some name generators. Has anybody got a D6? Have you got a D6 on you? I do. You oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so choose your uh, choose your your flavour. Do you want to be one. an Idaneth? Of course, one. it was a one. Yeah. Uh, no, so. give, give us that scathing goodness. Some scathing goodness. Okay, yeah. just bear with me. Cheesy, okay. So you are Rook Rook. Roll rook, again. Rook. Yeah. One again, because, yeah, you know how rook, I roll. Rook Rook Sour Whisker. And again. <laughs> Five. I've improved. The Lord of Lashes. Lord of Lashes, yeah. Have you yeah, seen my eyelashes? Yeah. So They're you're Rook Rook, rook pretty, Sour pretty. Whisker, the Lord of Lashes. Nice. So, so go on then. Go on then, Liam. I'll get my big Norman Invasion dice. There we go. Clunk, I'll, clunk, I'll roll. I'll smash. roll for you, Stu. Let's do you. What one are you oh, doing? Oh, hang right. on. Oh, hang on. Three. We'll do him first. Three. Shalian. <laughs> Four. Xanithius. Oh God. A three. Of the screaming mirror. Sounds like someone off Love Island. Have you been watching Love Island, Stuart? No, I watched it on episode one because of Liam. Come and on, then, you uh, need to watch it. it, I, might have it wa- I might have watched one or two episodes. The wife watches it every single night, and uh, I, I tend to just migrate to the other end of the house. But uh, I'm disappearing yeah. if we are still doing this by nine o'clock. Surely we cause... won't be. We've given a, I think we've given a, a nine o'clock curfew because I think that um, there'll be a certain member of my household kicking in the door and turning Love Island on if I'm, if I'm not out of this room by then. Okay, so uh, what am I then? What am I going with? Right. Uh, hang on, hang on. I'll go with Night Haunt because I have a strange affiliation for them. Or the <laughs> I thought he said Peter, but it's Peter. Peter. Five. Turncoat. Yeah, of course you are. Five again. The Silent Death. Peter Kurnt, Turncoat, the Silent Death. We'll have to do one for for uh, the old oh. the old guy on the bus. So who's he going to be? Is he going to be Stormcast, Slaves, Corn, Nurgle, Zinch, Squigs, Gets? Okay, yeah. go on then. Two. Shiver. One. Neckbiter. Neckbiter. Uh, six. Of the Moon Looters. There you go. So there's a nice little bit there. There's the stuff on the mercenary companies for taking the mercenaries in. So they've got the, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different mercenary companies. And then we go to matched play. Hey, finally. Bizarre. Page 52, match play. So it's pretty good. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff at the front uh, of the book that I know a lot of people won't look there, but. Um, there is good stuff there. So match play rules. Um, we know we know what they are. Uh, match play armies, battle plans, gaming clubs, tournaments. There's a bit of introduction. Then we go to match play battles. So 
what we normally play, of course, is two thousand point battle hosts. So the same, it's the same as ever with one to six leaders, three plus battle line, not to four artillery, not to four behemoths, any number of other units, and you can have allies and mercenaries up to four hundred points. Um, you you pick your allegiance as normal. There's an interesting thing in here. I don't know if it was ever spelled out quite as much as that in the past, where it tells you now that if you choose an allegiance, um, if there are allegiance abilities, you must take them, and you can't elect to take the Grand Alliance ones anymore. I I don't know if that was ever spelled out before, but now it says quite categorically that you must take the... If they exist, you must take them. So I thought that was new. Um... Allegiance. That kind of makes no sense, does it? Like, uh, you can still completely be a Stormcast army. As long as you had three units of Liberators at your battle line, you can still go order. Which is I think it's maybe before. if you wanted to... Like, say you were a Stormcast army with less than 400 points of legal allies, you couldn't say that your Grand Alliance order. You would need to but be Couldn't you then Stormcast. just go to a city? Uh, uh, then yeah, the then you wouldn't get yeah. the Stormcast abilities. Yeah, you could do that. If you meet the criteria for the say, it might be like it was Stormcaster on all of them anyway. So I suppose it's other ones where I mean, there might be some hang up ones where, um, uh, I don't know, where where there's a benefit to it. And I don't know. Anyway, I've I've never seen it spelled out before. Um, So you've got to write your roster, everything's fixed, da 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 da. Battle plans. So there are 18 battle plans in the new handbook. Um, The first six, there's three tables, same as last handbook. Um, So it's a D3. Um, Table one is the original six from the core I'm going to stop you here. You confused us the last time you explained this table. I'm going to do it right now. So you've got three tables, same as the 2018 handbook we all know and love. So if you roll uh, your D3, if you get a one, you're doing the core rules for the core uh, battle plans from the core rules, the six blood and glory escalation, border war places of power um, gift and taken hold. And then there's uh, table two, which is knife to the heart conquest, duality of death battle for the past star strike and scorched earth and table three, which is total commitment, focal points, better part of valor, shifting objectives, places of arcane power, and relocation orb. So it's the same tables. It gets a little bit different because this new handbook, the 2019 one, includes new versions of those last 12. 12. So there are new 2019 versions, and when you look at them, there's a nice little banner saying 2019 in the corner. And what it says is optional if either player in a pitch battle game has the 2018 edition of the general's handbook after determining which battle plan is to be used one player can roll the dice to see if the battle plan um, with the same name from the general's handbook 2018 is used instead of the version in the 19 if they decide to do so on a one to three the battle plan to be used comes from the handbook 18 and on a four to six the 19 now the only exception to this is battle plan places of arcane power. You must always use the 2019 version of this battle plan because there's been some changes and we'll talk about that maybe as we flick well, through. I'm glad it says optional so that we can all just forget about it, it does. and never yeah. 
play with the 2018 ones again yeah. because That's it's a... just so confusing that they've got the exact same name like yeah, for yeah. tournament prep and stuff yeah. like if you were told I relocation so. arp and you were new and you had the old the new book only and the person goes nah mate i you could you could end up playing a different mission almost to someone setting up objectives almost that are completely like if you like the packet said all oh, we're using the so mission two was 2018 but someone didn't read that and then they went oh scorched earth new scorched earth and then you're setting up old scorched earth and they're like what are you yeah, doing the reason it's, the it's book, yeah the reason the book doesn't have the points anymore is because they want these books to last more than yeah. a year or whatever which is fair enough but in future i would implore them to maybe write some new missions with new names Should and then name i maybe them? wouldn't mind yeah. it so much because now, if they they're going to give them the same name yeah the orb of relocation instead of relocation orb. <laughs> well, God. they are quite familiar. We'll maybe flick or on. the relocation orb 2.0. Like, as much as it is, putting a number at the end, again, 2019 is the same thing, but putting it, calling it 2.0 means that it's the altered version, and you would know that rather than... The relocation, relocation prism. <laughs> it's actually looking at the new well, relocation orb. It doesn't double move anymore. No, it Thank doesn't God. double move. And Every the... time I've played it, it always double moved. Every it's time. only got five placements now, which I think is a lot better. And it looks like bosoms <laughs> or bras, doesn't it? If you look at the, have you looked at the graphic? Yeah, I've looked at it and yeah. I didn't see bosoms. Did you not? Oh. No, I think you've been watching too much Love Island. I saw Rita Skeeter <laughs> glasses. We'll get, seen. we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, so. I, was th- I was thinking like glasses on a yeah. string. Man, you're all. Yeah, or maybe it's a generational like that. thing. Goggles. Or goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Jeez. Stuart right, okay. beer goggles, that's what it is. Uh, right, okay, anyway, sodgers. Right, I'm moving <laughs> on to page 56. So, pitch battle, 4B, uh, 4B6, which we know. Now, there are some changes, um, and I think we're going to have mixed opinions on this. Basically, um, Liam and myself are probably going to differ. Um me? So harsh. No, I think we are. I'm not targeting you. Now, first of all, <laughs> first of all, so setting up your battle, you're supposed to put the objectives down first. So we put our objectives down. Then we must pick five terrain features from the lists on the right, three from the primary and two from the secondary. Mm-hmm. And that's each. So, for example, the primary list is... Azerite Ruins, Arcane Ruins, Citadel Woods, Dragonfate Dais, um, Mage Wraith Throne, Numinous Oculum, Ophidian Archway, and the Mausoleum. Or a unique piece, which is any other terrain feature, no more than 10 inches across at the widest point, or 10 inches tall at its tallest point. So that's what we will use at Common Ground Games. That's what we use, yeah. yeah. So if it's an official piece of terrain, you have to use the War Scroll. No. No, that's what it says in this book. No, it says and then, you may. No, if no, it doesn't. Available, uh, you, or you must use it. Oh, yeah. yeah, you must use it. Yeah. So it's telling you that if it's official, one of those, you must use it. However, if it's unique, you just roll on the table, the scenery table. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a secondary list, which is walls and fences or any unique terrain, which is six inches across and four inches tall. So it's basically saying we need to put 10 pieces of terrain, um, six large, two, uh, four small on each table. Um, 
Which is fair enough. I mean, when I went to Bobo, that was the same. You had to turn up with three large and two small pieces of terrain. Um, and there was support from GW, so maybe this was in mind when they provided it. And it did meet these criteria. So the things from these lists was what you were picking out of the boxes. Um, so that gets done. Now, there is some rules. So terrain features must be set up more than six inches from the edge of the battlefield and more than six inches from other terrain features and more than three from objectives. So you're supposed to roll off and then alternate setting up the terrain features. Now, if you listen back to my recounting of Bobo, I specifically didn't take Sylvan F because I thought that when it came to setting up the terrain, there'd be an awkwardness where I'd be trying to engineer big gaps and they wouldn't. Now, it never went where we did it turn by turn setting it out because basically it was pretty chilled and you just threw everything down, moved it about a bit and said, is that all right? And everybody said, yeah. And there was nothing... There was nothing, it, it wasn't a mini game in itself. But now this is in a way. And then after you've set up the terrain, you can proceed to set up your armies. Now, obviously, this is going to get a faction, this is going to get a, an FAQ, and because people have already asked it. But what it says next is that um, if you're eligible to put some faction terrain down, it must, it gets put down after you've put the other stuff down. Um, and again, it must be more than six from the edge of a battlefield, more than six from other terrain features, and more than three from objectives. So some of these battle plans have got pretty small deployment zones. Basically um, makes it impossible to place it. It can do, yeah, quite easily. And what it quite says easily. here what it says here is um sometimes this will make it impossible for a faction terrain piece to be set up. If this is the case, it isn't used. Now the thing is some if you're there in a competitive environment and you're playing to win well if it was me i'd be looking at it seeing well he's got a loon shrine he's got to put it in his deployment zone here have a wood and you know they're never going to be able to put it in and that's really stopping somebody from using a big chunk of their army isn't it which would make me feel a bit of a dick They've recognised the problem, though. Like, we've alluded to it already, that it is going to get an FAQ. They have addressed it yeah, on Facebook, saying, continue to use your deployment rules for now. It's going to get an FAQ when the book FAQ comes out. So God knows what was going through their head when this book was written, what, six months before it went to print in January or whatever. Yeah. Things made it through in the last handbook that weren't meant to be there, like Deepkin points, the beta testing points were there rather than the battle tone points. And the beta so, test uh, War Scrolls member for the Yeah, app. the War Scrolls ended up on the app when they updated oh, their app. So good. There was loads, loads and loads like. of things stuck through last year as well that just weren't the direction that they've decided to go. So yeah. maybe they were thinking about going in this direction and they I won't. Mean, this, this shouldn't be in the match play bit. This should be earlier on in the how to play a game stuff. And I, then I, it, like, I like the I scenery like placement. I think that scenery placement as... like People don't consider scenery... They just, in fact, the majority of people at play almost don't even acknowledge it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know the what the scenery yeah. rules are. They they forget about it all the time, and it, it doesn't really become a part of the game when it really should. Yeah. Um, but I, the the one part I dislike is the the faction scenery bit. Yeah, that's so the bit I mean. Yeah. It's going to get changed because it does create it. It does create issues where people will be placing it to deny somebody placing a part of their army that is like 
pointed yeah. into how their units are pointed. Like yeah. Sylvaneth Wildwoods would be the big loser. Fair enough, you can get one wood down, but part of your battle trait is that you can teleport one unit per turn to another wood. Well, if you can't get another wood on the table, knot holes are impossible to place because you can't not have them I think within when six summon, inches of a table edge. Yeah, I think when you're summoning new woods, you're okay. Um, no, because I, that, I think that, that was the intention. I think no, that's... I don't think so, because this is talking about setting it up. You'd be and looking that is at the wasp scroll. Yeah, wood. but no, because if you look at the wasp scroll where you get to summon the wood, that tells you the rules for summoning it, and that's within one inch of a of a, another model. Even on the new, even on the new uh, spells that's in the the allegiance ability for Sylvaneth. So I, this book was written six months ago. That's the difference. Like yeah, this but, book was but written this before all about this setting book. up the table. Whereas no, that does actually. I'm reading it now, wood. William. So yeah. faction, the faction terrain section is about setting up the table. It's if you read, if you table, read it, it's you know. talking about afterwards. So when it goes to summoning, it doesn't. Uh, no, it, it doesn't, doesn't adhere to the six a, away. Yeah, you 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 Nurgle tree, that's fine. When you're bringing new ones on, you put it on in accordance with the War Scroll. It's only when you're setting up pre-game. It doesn't have anything on its War Scroll. Well, whatever the rule is for putting a feculent now or on, it's in the battle None. zone. Yeah, that's None. the. What's well, so it? Doesn't it's mention the, it anywhere in that battle. Doesn't well, mention it. Doesn't, it just says it's deployed. That's all. It's got no rules other than. Well, deployed. no, not the deployment one. When you summon them. Same. Holy within was... twelve, another tree or a wizard. That's it. But does it not say that it can't be on a piece of terrain? No, nope. uh, probably. Well, so yeah, it's a piece of terrain, so it needs to be placed flat on the table. Yeah. So you can't put terrain on on terrain. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're only talking about setup here. So we're talking about things like the feck throne. We're talking about the corn thing, and we're talking about the pizza oven, and we're talking about the initial Silver F Wildwood, and we're talking about um, all these one-off pieces have to adhere to this. It's going to get fixed. There's a, there's fixed. no way that yeah. they have been pushing every single faction that's been released having like it's it's so integral to how the army plays like Nawholes being able to teleport a unit yeah. the being able to buff your priests like it was a massive part of the article for fire slayers corn as well with theirs like I, I just don't see it staying in its current form whatsoever no so. it will get changed but anyway so we won't focus too much on that yeah. So the scenery rules, it's worth looking at slightly because if you have the unique pieces, so if it doesn't have a war scroll in its own right, you roll on the table. But there's now two tables. So first of all, you roll a dice to see if you're rolling on table A or table B. Now, table A is the same as it used to be um, with the slight modification that Arcane now gives you a plus one to cast, unbind and dispel. Um, so that's the only change there in table A. But table B gives us six whole new ones, which makes me a little sad because I have scenery dice, and now scenery dice are not going to help me because... Sorry, Ben Curry's done a new order. So Has he already done some? Yeah, he's already oh, posted well, on Twitter. He's going to do some other ones, and I'd imagine that we're going to see some new dice get released yeah. to go in alongside oh, I don't want the... Them. I don't want them crap ones. I'm sorry. Those again. they're not crap. They're actually they better are, I don't than the Ben Curry ones. But I don't the way that they are, they're the flat pictures, and they're heavy. But the pictures, they don't mean anything to me. That deadly one, that doesn't look deadly. I don't. Word. To be fair, I don't really look at the picture. I just look at the number that's on it. Oh, is there a number as well? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Nathan's played with numbers for so long; he doesn't have to exactly. Worry about it. Like, it actually confuses me using actual scenery dice now. To be honest, because 
the numbers are just what I'm used to. I played in oh, a GW I store. Would, so. I wouldn't be able to tell you anything. Okay, so table B anyway. So here's the new scenery. Overgrown. Models aren't visible to each other in an imaginary straight line. One millimetre wide drawn between the closest points of the two models crosses over more than one inch of any overgrown terrain feature. Scenery rule doesn't apply if the model can fly. So That's basically really good. It, it's giving you the Citadel Wildwood. Can I just double check? I'm not sure if Citadel I missed Wood. it before you started, Stu, but how do you decide what D6 table you're rolling on? Uh, it's basically a D3. Well, you roll a dice, and on a 1, 2, or 3, um, you use table A, and on a 4, 5, or 6, you use table B. Fair enough, yeah. Um, so what you tend to do is roll two dice, different colours, and you'd say the red one is which table, and the blue one is mm-hmm. yeah, what it's going to be. Okay, so that's overgrown. <clears throat> Entangling. Subtract two from run and charge rolls to a minimum of zero for units that are within one inch of any entangling terrain features, which is pretty interesting. I like it as well. Yeah. Volcanic. At the start of each hero phase, roll a dice for each volcanic terrain feature. On a six, each unit within one inch suffers D3 mortal wounds. It might happen. Could happen quite a bit. You could... Uh set up in it if you're quite resilient and if people charge you and even if they wipe you out they're going to be stuck on it at the start of the turn maybe take some damage it is the big one it's the it's the cinematic one commanding it's it's brilliant at the start of your hero phase if you're general and no enemy general um within what is within one inch of any commanding terrain features add one to the number of command points you receive that hero phase so stand on the inspiring hill the commanding kill and get extra extra command points. It's brilliant. pretty cool. I like that. Uh, healing at the start of your hero phase, roll a dice for each friendly unit that's within one inch of any healing terrain features. On a six, you heal D3. And then nullification. In the enemy hero phase, if any heroes from your army are within one of a nullification terrain feature, one of them can attempt to unbind one spell in the same manner as a wizard. If they can already unbind spells, they can attempt to unbind an additional spell. In addition, uh, an endless spell that set up or finishes a move within one inch of any nullification terrain feature is dispelled. I like that. So, yeah, you just move the thing onto the nullification terrain. I like that table more than the first table. Oh, it's much better. We've been saying, though, for like, since AOS 2, we've basically said scenery does nothing if it's not arcane or potentially sinister or inspiring then it's often forgotten about like even deadly you just go off final roll of dice if it's a one d3 mortal wins big whoop yeah i think once deadly changed and the mystical changed yeah well mystical's still not bad i suppose with a six up save but it's less exciting than that table that table seems more dynamic i think it's good i think the problem with uh mystical as well is i hate seeing units stringed around it that's more annoying uh, as well yeah. when you see like yeah. six or seven guys just there. Models within six. Yeah. Or yeah. Within yeah. And then they're just, the rest of the unit's like 12 inches forward and they're just taking the saves on these guys and picking them away slowly rather than... It does force you to think about your model placement. Like, I don't mind it. I, I would like the old mystical back, just in the yeah. sense that it was risk versus reward and daft stuff happened. <laughs> like, I had units stuck for three turns in a row because I tried to get greedy and get reroll wins and kept I rolling that one. The only one I don't like, I, I think the healing one might be a bit too much because it's then too, if you're lucky. If that makes sense. What's if you it? Roll roll a six, it's on a six, six yeah. That's, every, that's every unit. It's not just yeah. one unit. 
Yeah, it's each unit thing. within one. But again, you have like four heroes just surrounded it. You need just... to be pretty hotchy to actually get it off. To be honest, <laughs> let's yeah. be honest. One thing Not that's really. worth one worth men. One thing that's worth mentioning is that it can only it can be no more than ten inches across at the widest point. So I remember at last year's Northern Invasion when you were playing on table one for quite a while, Liam. We yeah. had a massive temple taking up a big I've massive done that wave. Before. Yeah, and that'd be too big, so it wouldn't actually roll on the terrain table. It'd just be classed as part of the battlefield because it'd be over the the maximum amount. So that's worth worth remembering as well. You'll never get you'll never get that on the table now to be three inches away from objectives. Yeah, except from the star strike. Me and Liam were talking about this uh, the other day about scenery, and especially like, the kind of environment we play in. It might actually like get to the point people should maybe bring a little bit of scenery, like of their own stuff, to try and supplement what's going on, mm-hmm. like the way that these rules are kind of uh, written. Because like I like the only place in scenery. The example last year at Northern Invasion, I played Table One for four games, and the set of scenery was set up the exact same. Well, maybe you should just lose a game, Liam. Maybe I should. Maybe people would play better. There you go. If you if you lose a couple of games, and then you get to play on loads of different tables like the rest of us. But then, <laughs> that's if you want to be like that, that's fair. But that's not my fault. That's your fault for the uh, making me stay on that table. If you all go that way, I could lose. I could win games, but still move table. It's not you should have had randomizing just... tables. Like, let's be honest. If you use technology to do your tournaments, Stu, then yeah, that wouldn't have happened. Pen. I yeah. don't need technology. I've got pencils. You clearly, do or people end up on the same tables? Oh no, I've got slates. I mean, it's worked <laughs> for the Egyptians. It's worked for people for thousands of years. Why change it now? Stu's there with cause... an abacus trying to add up tournament points at the end of the day. It, it, the first time I did Northern Invasion, I just I just had a big piece of uh, A3 paper and a pencil. So, will you be <laughs> using the new scenery rules, the new scenery table, or are you going to? No, I'm not using the placement. I'm just going to set it up myself. Will you set it up in accordance with the no. placement? That no. means no. That means that that's... scenery. But see, that means scenery is where objectives are, and that's that's yeah. my bugbear. It's don't terrible. Care. I hate it. Can well, it not from, be from the, the next mission ends up within with an objective within three inches of the piece of scenery that it just you get your combat gauge out and it gets shoved out, yeah. to the closest possible position more than three inches away from an objective. Maybe. I'll see how I'm feeling. It depends if I'm grumpy or happy. But, uh, yeah, that might be reasonable. I'll have a look. Well, if, you're, a... if you're grumpy, you might not get people coming to events again. I don't... Ooh, I, I, really do, I really don't mind. <laughs> people should come and have fun. And and if they enjoy it, that's good and they'll come back. But I, I won't be I'm, I'm not having fun if you're not playing the rules. Oh, oh come, come on, Liam. <laughs> I, th- I think that setting up scenery Do you need a perspective barbecue? Best. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. Well, no, it's it's it says vote for your feet. It says uh, you're enti- it's not about entitlement. It's a ticket I pay for. I'm giving my opinion. That's I what I'm allowed it, to do. Like I, I like the scenery not being within three inches of the objective, not being within six inches of a table edge. I can I can see why. So that you're that, not like if yeah. it, 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 they need to have it in if they're going to write rules for placing scenery because they don't want to shoot an army to just put all five bits of their scenery along the back table edge so that it's not in the way when you're placing scenery. So that's why they've got that in there. But um, the three inches away from an objective just makes sense because it just gets messy when you're trying that, to... So what about star, strike, star Strike? Do you just ignore it because there's no objective on the board and if it lands on the scenery, yeah. tough luck? Yeah. 
No, 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 no you don't move it when game. it falls. No. What? Just don't play Star Strike. I hate that fucking mission. No, no, but anywhere the anywhere the yeah the objective like relocation up, you can't be moving the scenery every time it jumps. There's but five it tells locations. you the five spots you just, that'll go. You just measure you three inches there. away. Yeah, where yeah. it can be. No. Those five spots is where it can't go. Yeah, I don't agree. That makes perfect sense. No. It makes perfect sense. Like Archeon and things. Why should models like that be hanging on a side of a building just so they're in range of objectives, and then maybe getting broken or damaged? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not keen. But I said we weren't going to agree. So there you go. I was right. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> so triumph is the like next change. thing. No, no. I've not read these triumphs yet, but I've heard that there's six now. Yeah, there's six now. So you've got the same reroll hits, reroll wounds, reroll saves. Um, so that's inspired, bloodthirsty, and indomitable. And if their wording's not changed at all. Um, no, it is. No. It's reroll. It has the reroll wounds, reroll hits. It's not failed anymore. Right. Okay. So they're. Oh yeah, yeah. It's reroll. There. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Sorry. There's no failed. Um, then unbowed once per battle. Before you take a battle shock test for a friendly unit, you can say it's unbowed. Then you don't have to take the test. Um, eager. Um, you eager can. Is just weird. Yeah. Before you make a run or charge roll for a friendly unit, you can say it's eager. Then you can re-roll the run or charge. Cunning. Um, when you say uh, you're being you're cunning, use command ability. you yeah, have you to spend a command point command to point. use an ability. So basically, I think I think in a way, it's discouraging people to play for the triumph because you may end up with something that you really don't need. I don't know. No, people I think already four, forget four them. Out, four well. out of six of them are... Four out of six are good. The battle shock and the eager one are pointless, in my opinion. Wounds you would... and saves are good. Yeah. Wounds saves hits because it still hits can save you spending. Probably in that down. order. Wounds saves hits and nah. the the, Wounds, the battle shock one's good as well. I don't think it is because there's no range have... on it. <laughs> yeah, but you could just have cunning and just do it anyway for free. If you're within twelve of your general or six of a hero, yeah, but that, I'm just thinking it's Play better, like, it will means be. that you don't need to be in range for it. <laughs> play better and you will be. That's no, that's but you I could think. you could play you could play better in the sense that you could bait it out of your opponent because they might forget you've got that triumph and go right. I'm going to battle shock that unit off, and you go no suck a big one. I'm going to spend my triumph. That you one. forgot one. Oh yeah, suck, suck on this fart. That's what you say. And then you just pop it. Done. God. I don't know how, how, how we manage. Anyway, <laughs> we're going on to command abilities next. So, Either page that's blurred that I can't read. That was the one bit. Uh, that was is it? Oh, my, yeah. I must have a better photograph. Hang on. So, in a pitched battle, you can use the following command abilities in addition to any others you can use. All out attack. You can use this command ability at the start of a combat phase. If you do, pick one friendly unit wholly within 12 of a friendly hero or wholly within 18 of a friendly hero that's the general. You can re-roll hit rolls of one for attacks made by the unit until the end of the phase. All-out defense is pretty much the same, um, but you can re-roll save rolls of one. Volley fire, um, you can pick a friendly unit that's within 12 inches of a friendly hero um, or 18 inches of the general you can re-roll hit rolls of one for attacks made by that unit until the end of the phase so yeah you do it at the start of the shooting phase so that's pretty good for um for ko i suppose and there you go that's the basics of matched play and then we've just got i don't know whether we should go through 
all of these. People are going to read them themselves. We can maybe flick through quickly. Um, The deployment maps have all changed. Um, It's very similar. There are a couple of key things that have changed, I suppose. Um, Why don't we choose two each and then do it that way? Then we talk about it. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll choose uh, Battle for the Pass and... Uh, you say duality death you're just being lazy <laughs> well go on I'll pick that first Right, I'll go through that one while you pick yours and then I'll do another one so what did I just say <laughs> battle, for, battle the for the past so yeah I like this um, and this one has totally scuppered the way I play the game because what it does now is instead of it being uh, 24 inches on being your um, deployment Um, The objectives are still in the same place, pretty much. But it's like a big triangle. You've lost half your deployment zone. Yeah. That's literally what it's done. So you can have a spearhead at the front. But instead of just being able to run uh, two units onto the objectives, if you get the initiative, and then claim them from the beginning, um, it now puts you in a position where um, it's a lot more difficult to take those those borderline ones. So I think that's quite good. Um, you're going to have to put fast things at the front that can get onto those and then put your slower moving stuff behind to move onto your home objective, unless you've got any funky deployment shenanigans. Well, that's just what I was thinking about looking at it. If you have like any form of deep strike, I'm just yeah. thinking with my eel army. Your knotholes will um, be a lot better for that one now than they were before. Oh, yeah, but the eel army could get you pinned in so easily. And it doesn't look like it looks like you're only six. The objective's only about six inches back from the point of the spearhead. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It so does, yeah. I, I reckon that you could end up in positions where you could quite easily score nine if you're playing something quite fast that can get across the table and get turn one charges off, or like you've got deep strike stuff, uh, and then your opponents like hemmed oh, in site. really really far away. To pull stuff out of. Oh yeah, grave sites as well. Legion of Night. My Legion and Knight, I've yeah. looked at that and I've thought I'm I'm smashing anybody on that because you're so I'm far back. Drop them. So so far back. Yeah, yeah. it's um, gonna be good for fast armies. I do like the idea. I like the idea of it that it's not like you say just like walking a twelve inch wall, a twenty four inch wall forward yeah. anymore. I do like that. Yeah. Like you just uh, put shackles down right at the very front there. No the palisades or palisades as well. The wall, they're just all the just spells. Walk. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my spell. So go on then. What are you picking, Liam? What's your next first one? My first one. Oh. I really like the new Scorched Earth. Oh, I'm okay. glad you didn't pick the one I was going to pick. <laughs> well, we got you. Get, you get so two, scorched, right? Yeah, Scorched Earth's a funny one because you now have four objectives each, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And you played down the table instead of across the table. It seems that they all GW's all their new missions don't want you to play just a standard twelve on anymore. Because there's only one that's like that. That's the shift objectives. The rest are all weird deployments like this or angles. And uh, so this one... take from this one, if you need to be nine inches away from enemy territory, you yeah. cannot be deployed on, on or in objective. front of the objectives yeah. at the front. Yeah. Yeah. So think... there is a way that you can score it six points like turn one. I think you can be on it. No, it looks like no, it's twelve can't. inches away it's, from uh, your yeah. territory. So, oh no, you could, no, 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 you can, can be, it's no, because it's not, it's nine inches from their territory. Oh, so you could could be on the the line, yeah, you can deploy three inches in front of it. 
No. No, no, you'd be on it. You'd be, be on, on it. it. It's on that lines, yeah. It's on oh, very so it badly is, yeah. worked picture, yes, yeah. Because yeah. uh, obviously it's a centre of each. Yeah. Uh, eight, rather. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one looks good. Because again, now if you don't have flying units, you're actually going to have to go through your opponent's army to get that back objectives rather than, like example, what we had before was Murder Host just walking up. It's just so hard to get around on a, when you play short end to short end. It's... Yeah, so this is so hard to get around. This is when I think these missions now set up that the realms might be slightly better to play with, not maybe all the spells. That's still obviously a thing. You could still block off realm of shadow teleports and stuff like that. And like, does it? But it means you're gonna have to leave your unit there. It means you have to leave that units there because you can't just you can't leave a gap at the back. You're gonna have to spread your army further back now Mm. than what you would have had to before. Because you're gonna have to watch out for heart renders. I just think you're fighting an uphill battle. It's going to be six four at best if you go second against most combat armies. You're just not gonna, you're not gonna get up the table. It's gonna be but interesting to play. I think people are gonna to have to change their armies. Yeah, um, that's the point. That's why I like this. most about these missions. Yeah, my favorite one is total commitment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just, just because just the to, deployment's so much easier. Just to reaffirm to people though, um, on scorched earth, you can still only burn your enemy ones from turn two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So well, that's it. You can, that's the point. If if you go if you go first, you push them onto their two objectives. You take off quite a lot of their army. You then hold six points. If you get the priority and are able to burn one of their objectives, like you say, Nathan, you they are on the back foot. But it still means that you have to have two units that are kind of sitting on your back objectives, not doing anything, because you don't want to have the chance of someone. I yeah. like my army doesn't have units that I can just. I could obviously summon stuff after a while, like turn two. I don't have anything on turn one that I can just leave behind to block off that board edge, like what I did against you with my death when we played mm. uh, shift objectives. I don't have units like that in my. Right, see if run. you've um, see if you've not if you're not playing against anybody that teleports and you go second, you don't really need to leave anything at the back because you gain nope. control of an objective at the end of each turn, not even yeah. the end of your turn. So. If your opponent goes first, you still gain control of an objective in your opponent's yeah. turn. You just don't score it. Yeah. And then you can just run away and leave it in your own turn. Mm. A lot of people don't realise that. So have you picked Total Conquest or Total Commitment? Total commitment, commitment. Total Commitment. So Total Conquest was the janky deployment, though, wasn't it, previously? Oh, so it was. Yeah, my yeah. apologies. But Total Commitment just looks Total Commitment's cool. a lot better now because yeah. it's the deep, no deep strikes, but it's a lot. The, the thing I didn't like about Total Commitment before was that the objectives were 48 inches apart or something, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Like this well, one, they're, they're a lot 30. closer. They're about yeah. 28, 24. Just yeah. over 24, yeah. I like it. I, in fact, I've looked at them all. The one I least like the look of was Focal Points. Um, I but think Focal Points. To be honest, I like, it, I like it more than the original Focal Points. Yeah. Um, I don't know, looking at them all, yeah, they're all pretty good. Um. I'm looking forward to playing them all. Um, Shifting objectives will be interesting there. If I owned any any scenery, I'd be worried about duality of death if I had to place it in my own territory. Because have you seen how small that is? Yeah. You're not getting the advantage of them after turn one. That's the idea. That's what I like. I dislike armies that have scenery that they're getting bonuses of because it's in the middle of the table for the entire game because a lot of them have removed territory from the middle of the board a lot of them have like even battle for the past 
if you, example, have your Loon Shrine, it's going to have to be pretty far into your deployment zone so that you actually have models on that objective. I reckon so many games of Duality of Death are just going to cut the table in half. Yeah. Like, I, think I can just see you deploying I, to de- yeah. deny a flank big time. But the problem is, is like things like the KO boat that just go, all right, I'll just jump sides. And then... And- it's worth pointing out as well that there's a big change in duality of death that battle line units can now control the um the objectives horrible decision so it's hero or battle line so if you stick your 30 uh, hearthguard berserkers on um to actually take game. control of it you have to wipe out that unit of 30 before you can actually snatch you, it back you would you would win the game you'll if you can get turn 1 you'd win the game because for them to get then the minor or get a draw, they would have to cap the other objective for the full same time as you have. But to kill the Hearthguard unit, you're going to have to fight it and they'll kill you back and take off your units. Yeah, that big so unit Hearthguard Berserker strung out right along the middle. Well, I suppose the, the deployment kind of prevents you doing it. I suppose yeah. you could, um, like, does it say at the end of each turn they control it or as if they move on it first to arrive? It doesn't say anything about moves. So you just take a rune smiter and deploy them. No, no of, it's it's not. Uh, it's any move that isn't a retreat move, so you can't do it yeah. by a setup. So the you, player you, loses control if they um, all right, okay, or battle line yeah. unit finish a subsequent move more than three or is destroyed. Yeah, it's all you'd have to do. Like what I says is chuck Volkites forward on one side, put the Hearth Guard on the other side. The Volkites again are so tanky on their own; they'd hold it maybe for a turn, maybe more. You'd have to then try and kill the Volkites, but then if you want to play for the minor you'd either have to ignore the unit and obviously have just killed that Volkite unit hmm. or just pull, keep pulling back but it's all they're going to do is just run their Hearthguard unit slowly to reach the other objective could be quite dull but I suppose yeah. it remains to be seen I, we'll see I, they, I, oh, Duality Death always was they're not very the fast first... are they they're not very fast they're still moving was... 10 a turn yeah. Star Strikes mental yeah. Is that 12? Most of it, though, if you look at it, because you roll a 2d6 now to see where it lands, the odds are all three are going to land in the middle section because you're generally rolling. Have you played when they use dice? It's double ones all the time. Well, it, dep- it depends how many sixes. games you're going to play to say that it's going to land in the middle. But I mean, yeah. just the odds. If you're rolling three three sets of two dice, your average would be four to eight. But mathematically, you're just as likely to roll. Yeah. Double one is yard as you are double six twelve double six. Yeah, no, the exact same. Seven, they're not though for seven. Seven's more likely because there's so many different combinations. Mm-hmm. So it's more likely to fall in the middle. But like, I still, all three, I still all like three. it the way it is now. I still Have like that. Have you got two way. dice there? Have you got two dice? I'll just. I'll one. roll two dice. Go on, roll two dice for the center roll one. Double one. Where's it land? Uh, double one. No, come on, <laughs> you six. didn't even roll that. Four. <laughs> Four, oh, piss off. Proving Ten. Wrong. Oh, fuck off. Five. <laughs> All right, okay, so proven wrong. Three. Maths, maths doesn't work, JP. Double one again. Oh, come off it. Right, turn Ten it on. As I was gonna say, have you seen Nathan's charges? It's double never going to be a six. Oh, Can't get a six. I've so. just rolled three double ones there. That's yeah, ridiculous. Burn them dice. Yeah. So anyway, there's some changes, people. So uh, better so part of Valor, you can't burn now until turn two. It's a lot better as well because it's the other change. way now as well, and it's down the board. So yeah, there's some some nice changes. I think it's going to shake things up a bit, refresh things. Um, there's then a a pitched battle tournament 
pro forma um, for aspiring TOs, we've decided. Um, there are some interesting things in there. One thing that I did like was that you take the hidden agendas, and when you submit your army list, you also submit six hidden agendas, and then you can use one of those for each of your battles. Um, you can't use the same one more than once. Uh, you get 10 points for scoring it, and uh, if your opponent didn't score theirs, uh, it's zero. Mm-hmm. Opponent completed their hidden agenda, 10. Opponent didn't, zero. Yeah, so you get wrong. points for denying? No? Yeah. Is that your opponent gets zero wrong. points? for it's written wrong, I think. I think it's... It's the same. Oh no, you're giving them points. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. see it. So yeah, no, but yeah, I like that. I like the idea that when you build your army, you're looking at the hidden agendas and you're choosing six things you think you're going to be good at. What I don't like is that you don't reveal it until you've accomplished it. I don't like that either. I like. The I way think that, that you should. Nations. I think that you should reveal it at the beginning so somebody's got a chance of denying. Exactly. Uh, it's a, it's hidden. A hidden agenda, and but you know by their list. But you know their list. If you see their list, they're yeah, gonna have the six at the bottom. You, you know, should have, you should yeah. know which of the six it could be. No, but well, then you do that's know by that then. That's yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah, you're gonna know what six list. they have, and you think, what are they best gonna do against me? Again, yeah. I would put it in your pack that you score out the ones that you've done previous, so then they know that you've got like say two left at left. the end. Yeah, and you know yeah, that I like that. One of those because that means that's pretty good. Dude, yeah, there's, a sense, like there's a sense of you slightly know what it is, but you might be playing it that you're like no, obviously like... they could be bluffing. And I, I like the idea that it's hidden. Yeah, I, no, I think that's one of the things from looking at this pack that I've really I've really liked. And I think that GW um official events and endorsed events will be better for it, having that as a thing. So Or yeah. your event. Yeah. I'm not putting it in. <laughs> but I might do next year. Um, I just think that at the moment it's a bit soon for people. It wasn't in my draft pack. Are Dude, they in the it's... book? The cards? Does it show yeah. you what all the agendas yeah, are? Yeah, they're all in here. And if you buy the Warlords edition, um, yeah, the physical copies as well. Physical copies. Well, maybe if um, if you're going to put list submission back a week, I know you've not decided on it yet, but if you were, maybe don't rule it out because it probably is enough time for people. Yeah, maybe if, if you want to do it. Uh, on, honestly, with bad. previous events having realms, you've got two hour, 45 minute round, they're going to have longer to... And again, you're not doing the deploying scenery thing, so that's more time to play, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I do like them. I like a lot of them. There's there's some good ones in there. Invade, Seize, Defend, it? Slay, Conserve, Attrition, Linebreaker, Center Ground, Sacrifice, Secret Mission, Ancient Heirlooms, Terrify, Obliterate, Dominate, Retake, Overrun, Sorcerer, Supreme, and Onslaught. Yeah, they're good. And I think just picking six out of there, I like that, that you're tailoring like that. it to your army rather than just yeah, that's it, yeah. going in with everything. So, no, I think it's a, I think it's a positive move. So, yeah, I'm not as offended as I was. I, when I first read it, I thought I was being told how I should, should be running a tournament and, and it got my, got my back up a bit, but I've warmed to it a little now. So yeah. It's more they're telling you how they run events and either how yeah. you can take things that Did, they do well or... there's one or two there's a little bit of the terminology that they've used that that wound me up which was i'll, t- I'll read it to you 
So the following rules are used for pitch battle tournaments that we run ourselves. They can be used as as written in your own tournaments or modified as you see fit, as long as all attendees are made aware of any changes. And it just it it, it just wound me up a little bit. Well, there were there would be no worse if you said. And, if you, did you hear the controversy that happened last weekend at the GT, the Heat? No. For 4K. So this was, I was listening to uh, Honest Wargamer this afternoon, uh, that they decided that their scenery wasn't a fit for playing 4K in. So they decided on the day that they were going to use the ITC's light, uh, scenery rules, which obviously have first floors, block line of sight. Oh, yeah. Things like that. But not mm-hmm. telling, obviously, people in advance. That's mm-hmm. a perfect example of them, like you say, breaking their own, mm-hmm. uh, would you say, kettle black almost, of sharing information that they should. But that's mm-hmm. like you, you go into an event, you've got your list ready, and then all of a sudden you've got your gun line or something ready, and then you're told, oh, by the way, the scene, because you know you play Warhammer World all the time, but then you're told, oh, by the way, guys, bottom floors of our buildings are going to block light mm-hmm. the site completely. That, that normally- happened to me at Heat 2. In the sense mm-hmm. that I got there and on the morning people were talking about how the Citadel Woods are, like, they're on every table and you use the Citadel Wood Wars Girl. I was like, yeah. oh, right, okay, that's new. I've <laughs> never used that before. But yeah. No, no, that's the way it I, be. Like, I, like you said, Nathan, I would quite like it, like, if people took five pieces of scenery, like, built to their army look and that. Because all three of us have probably had a game, like you say, when you talk about the scenery deployment and things like that, that you'll deploy for a mission and all of a sudden there's a massive piece of scenery that blocks you from playing that mission as well as your opponent is. Like, there's just this massive hill or house in front of your little, fa- like, where you want to put your character to run into that objective. Yeah, like for- it happens. It happens. I I do believe the scenery rules, as much as you think people would play to advantage, is it? you're still rolling off. You're yeah. still in as much control as that. Do you try and block your opponent by putting a small piece down that they can then not put a big piece to block you? I it's mean, all I'm- this... I'm used to doing it for Star Wars, and I play X-Wing. And example, you know, X-Wing is a perfect example of a game that you're trying to to take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, and it's all part of it when you're placing it, and you, you know, it's quite the same formulaic way. It's you mm. place each uh, asteroid; it has to be over a certain distance from a table edge and over a certain distance. You're from you're going to be setting up this again. You're going to be setting up the scenery, still not knowing which territory is yours. Yeah, probably so think may... people will play the scenery more. If they have control over where they put it, yeah, is maybe the thing. Maybe they'll think about it a little bit more for their game plan or whatever. Like it's a point you wouldn't again. You wouldn't know until it's deployed and what it is. Like it's a point you're not going to roll and go. This is a mystical. Where would I like this mystical piece of scenery to go? You're not doing that. You're putting the scenery down and then you'll roll it. So then you've not. It's not. You're not controlling more power than what you normally would have. And again, it still might not even be your territory. I like. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of it not being on objectives because. There is nothing worse than <laughs> a wild. There's nothing worse objective. than free. Yes, but that, but again, you. I you're like you love that that's, so that's much, Stu. It's dull. Because <laughs> oh, like that. even even watching your game with Sam from Sweden, like he fought with you with two combats where your uh, dryads were minus two to shoot, where you then just had this little hero holding an objective that he can't possibly get to. Obviously, it took it took him like three turns to actually reach that fight. But that's that's an over advantage by those that scenery not having. He was playing uh, witch elves. He was playing Tars of Cain. I have no sympathy. I think <laughs> I think I think that was totally fine compared to what that that rule allowed. Because again, you were in the realm of light where it made then scenery give it minus one to hit on top of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was a little broken. Anyway, I'm noticing that you've only got 20 minutes until Love Island. So what I'm I suggest... actually going to need to love and leave you guys. I need to drop out. Are you going Apologies. now? Yeah. Oh, I was about to ask you to introduce the uh, the the meeting engagement, but maybe we should leave that and come back to it. I've I think we've played be- a game of it yet. I think we're better waiting for it. Yeah. yeah, I think either wait for the FAQ or such, because I'm guessing we're probably not going to speak into laughter and order invasion now anyway. Yeah, possibly not. Well, I think it's been positive looking at those changes anyway. Um, and I think that we'll all get a bit more excited about um, meeting engagement. And yeah, as I, as I says, as I said to Nathan, the only thing they'd actually have to switch to the faction scenery is change it that it can go in board edge range of six, and it's only free of objectives and scenery, and it's totally fine because you will fit it. It's just right. Well, maybe Sylvanus, the one army that's maybe different. You would never get that six wood down. But on most of it, well, well yeah, you maybe. shouldn't be able to anyway. You shouldn't be able to go this quarter of the table because I think that wood does kind of fill about a quarter. If you fill it six, if you go the six and you make it a big circle, it's a lot of board. Yeah, mm. I think the book is overall positive, though. Uh, there's a couple mm. of things that seem as if they've made a change in direction after it went to print, and we need to wait for the FAQ to see it. But meeting engagements, I'm really, really excited for. Yeah, can't wait to get my hands on it and start playing some smaller games. Like if I've got two and a half hours for games, I'd much rather have two games than one. Yeah. So yeah. Or oh, like good. if you've got three hours, maybe even get best of three in with your mate and just go. Yeah. Let's play three quick games quick, and you'll learn a lot more about the game playing short games like that than you would playing like the way I've been playing practice for tournaments lately is just playing through turn one and two and talking it out instead of wasting a full three hours on something that you can already see is concluded and you could start correcting mistakes and stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's good. And it allows for projects to get off the, off your, your painting table quicker. It yeah, allows yeah, you to get that. That and contrast, you'll probably have less games without painted models. So contrast, contrast is the way. Right. I don't, I, I've not touched contrast yet, so I don't know if I will. Uh, I, I have my painting style that I like. Yeah, but you so never know. Right. Well, thank you very much, chaps, and thanks for everybody for listening. Um, we'll we'll be back. Um, we're going to have a couple of things in advance of um, Northern Invasion. Um, whether or not we all come together or whether we've got guests on remains to be seen. But um, thanks again, and thanks to you two guys, and it's good evening. Good morning. And good day. <laughs> Huzzah!
watch the up so high You need a straight moose, don't possess Or has it ever come down to do or die? You got to rise above the rest I'd like to think that if I was, I would pass Look at the tested and think there before the grace go on Might be a coward, I'm afraid of what I might find out I haven't yet That's the impression that I get